0: Welcome to Denim Wrapped Nightmares, a Tipsy Exchange Podcast, where we explore the supernatural series, episode by episode.
1: Over drinks, we'll discuss the lore, the gore, and what we adore about the Winchesters and their adventures.
0: I'm Burley, and I'm a new fan of the series.
1: I'm LA, and I'm here along for the ride. Now let's get tipsy.
0: Hello, LA. Hello, Burley.
1: Last episode was called Sam Interrupted. A former hunter named Martin is, or he was currently institutionalized, and Sam and Dean go to help him investigate a case in the mental hospital. They got themselves admitted as patients to check out this mysterious monster that was attacking patients, but uh, being in there kind of brought them both to the breaking point, and they unleashed their inner demons against each other, But at the end of the day, they figured out the situation, the monster, and then hightailed it out of
0: there. Well, today's episode is called Swap Meat. It is M-E-A-T. I thought that was clever. It was, yeah. It's the 12th episode of season five, and it originally aired on January 28th, 2010. The episode opens up with Sam walking up to a bar and taking a seat, and there's this fabulous blonde who sat next to him. Immediately, we know something's not quite right with Sam. No. He is pulling out his ID and is like, because I'm 26, as (laughs) it says on the ID. Real proud. Yeah, and he orders a banana daiquiri. (laughs) He is just incredibly happy to be there ordering his banana daiquiri. He's slurping on the banana daiquiri. I don't know how he's managing to do that when it's completely full, but he's slurping away on it. And the blonde has taken notice of the beautiful man next to her. He's hard to miss. Right? But you know what? I remember back in college, I hooked up with a guy just because he was hot. It was a South African dude who used to be a model. You probably remember me telling you about him. Mm-hmm. And he was bad in bed. It was bad. A- having a conversation with him, no. Ugh. It was bad, too. So just, like, took me, took me once for me to be like, mm, that's not my jam. Yeah. So... Even if it was Sam Winchester, if he was talking and acting like that, not my jam. Yeah. But we do find out that Crystal, that's the blonde woman, has a whole other jam that she she had, that she was throwing down. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It didn't require conversation at all. So maybe that's why she was just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is is what I want. True. (laughs) This is a good target. Yeah. I did like when
1: she said... She said something about him being a stunning man. And he's like, I know. Right. Right? He's
0: like, Okay. (laughs) Okay. He was very proud of himself.
1: Hey. (laughs) All
0: right. So this little interaction was adorable. And we were chuckling, but we had no idea what was going on. And then the camera pulls out and it shows somebody completely different in Sam's clothes talking about how his jacket is new. And he was like, in fact, so is the whole outfit we were just like, okay, so that's not Sam. Definitely not. No. I mean, I feel like we knew that
1: just from his behavior, but thankfully they clarified it. But, like,
0: he could have been under a spell, he could have been dosed with something, but then they pull out and it's like, oh, not Sam. They pulled out? That's what she said. Then we see that we've moved back in time to specifically 36 hours earlier. Sam and Dean have arrived in Housatonic... I was like very confused by that name.
1: (laughs) I was sitting there trying to read. I was like, "What was
0: that?" (laughs) Well, Housatonic is in Massachusetts, and they're there to visit their former babysitter, Donna, and her family. Donna is talking with her daughter and Sam and Dean about how she used to take care of them every once in a while. That John would drop them off at a hotel where she used to work as a maid, and the longest she had to take care of them once was two weeks. But John loved his boys. He always came back to his boys. And that Sam assigned himself his own summer reading list.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Which I thought was adorable. Yeah, it was so cute. Dean was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about that nerd. But I thought it was freaking precious. And she also talked about how I thought this was an interesting little thing that Sam used to try to tell her what John did.
1: I was surprised by that, too. I Like, I really... Mm-hmm. I, I I thought like she probably was just gonna tell her daughter like oh her their dad did so and so but then when like she said that she she knew about it I was like oh yeah that was unexpected
0: yeah it was unexpected and and uh, like I said that Sam as a little kid was trying to tell people what John Winchester did for a living mm-hmm. like oh because how many people probably just thought he was making it up just like she did she oh, yeah. thought that he was totally making it up poor Sammy but she explains that that's why they're at the house. So Sam and Dean are talking to them and saying that they think they're dealing with a poltergeist. And the poltergeist had recently attacked their daughter, Katie. So Katie lifts up her shirt to show her stomach. And carved in her stomach are the words, murdered child. Sam and Dean say that, you know, since they're attacking your kids, since you guys are getting harmed, we think it's best that you take a vacation, you know, get out of the house, kind of give us run of the place so that we can figure out how to get rid of this thing. The boys then go to lunch at Patriot Burger, and I guess Dean is over his near-death experience that happened back in The Curious Case of Dean Winchester, where he dramatically set down the bacon cheeseburger. Because here he orders himself a bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, short-lived. Yeah. (laughs) His healthy stint, short-lived. And Sam has ordered, what was it, like a a, a shake-em-up salad, and it came in a cup. Like in a to-go pla- plastic cup with the lid with no hole. Where where can I find that? I thought that was genius.
1: I know. I I I'm always thinking about how people do the little mason jar salads. Yeah. Have you seen like they put the dressing on the bottom and then mm-hmm. t- pile it up and then you shake it. I'm like, why don't I do that every day for lunch?
0: Well, like I have to travel for work sometimes, and even if you get a salad on the road, actually trying to eat it in your car in those. Oh yeah. But this this was in a cup. I could put that in the cup holder. You know, like mm. set it down, and uh, uh, where where can I get it? I know the whole joke was like, oh, Sam's eating, ordering something healthy, at the fast food place, but still, if you travel for work, that would be.
1: Next time, just ask him for like the largest cup they have. I need you to it put in it there. in
0: the biggest cup. Yeah. <laughs> While they're eating, the cashier who helped check them out is creepily just like staring at them, and he really zeroes in on Sam.
1: Would too. <laughs> well, I don't know about that.
0: What? I was about to say.
1: Both of them. I'd just be like staring at both of them.
0: Yeah. And we were just like, okay, does, does what what's happening here? Is he, he's like Love. smirking and like shaking his head. We were like, we don't understand what's happening. Later that evening, Sam is walking down the street. He has gone out to try and research this witch who, according to local legend, is kind of in the vicinity of Donna the babysitter's house. In the 1720s, it was owned by a man named Isaiah Pickett, who supposedly hung a woman named Maggie Briggs in his backyard. And that's the switch. So Sam's been researching them because they're thinking, okay, Maggie's probably in the house, the poltergeist, who's hurting the family and doing all that. But they have no idea what the murdered child scribbling is on the stomach yet. And they, they don't know where to find the body.
1: Did he hang her because he thought she was a witch? Is that what it was?
0: Well, that's what it is at this point in time. We find out later in the episode that there was a different reason for it, and that's just what he told people. Okay, right, right, right. I just couldn't remember if that was Mm -hmm.
1: why or not. Okay.
0: So Sam's talking on the phone, explaining to Dean, you know, okay, I've done all this research, but I haven't been able to find proof that she actually even really existed, much less so where the body could possibly be. He's turning into a park, and he hangs up, and he hears noise, and so he stops. He's kind of looking around. And then all of a sudden, he gets pegged in the neck by a tranquilizer dart. Is this the right voice? I feel like. No.
1: That's the one.
0: This is the one we should use? <laughs> is there another one? I thought we were going to do. Hang on. Th- th- this one? The... Ooh, oh, that is very cheap. Should
1: we not do the. Wait. For go this back one. to the other one. This one? No, go.
0: <laughs> You're crazy, man. No, well, maybe that one's better. This one? Yeah. So you're going to be peppers, I'm going to be You should pull that out. Wait. Pull what out? The dart. You got a fucking dart in your neck. You're, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so Sam, like, sways around and is like, Trying to pull the dart out, but then he just falls forward, just face first. He wakes up, kind of shoved under a bush or something. Like somebody tried to hide the body, I think. (laughs) And he is wearing the Patriot Burger uniform. He was also very wet. I know. I was like, why is he all wet? All these wet men everywhere. Keep it up. I don't need to know why. He's misty. So he gets up. He's just like, what the fuck happened? he's walking down the side of the road and a police officer pulls up next to him and is like Gary what are you doing Gary your parents are so worried about you just get get in the police car and at first Sam is like what I'm not Gary then the cop is like get in the car I'm taking you home and then Sam just gets in the cop car okay (laughs) I was like what like he doesn't know he's not in his own body right now which how could you not you haven't looked at your hands you didn't Look at like we saw him looking at the outfit. You didn't notice that you were pale and skinny. I'm just. I have some. I have some issues with this episode. We'll get to it. So Sam just gets in the cop car and they apparently don't talk the whole time because he doesn't have questions until the cop pulls up in front of this house and is like, "Okay, you're home. And now Sam starts asking questions. This isn't my home. I'm not staying here It's like, were you in the cop car telling him take me to such and such motel and the cop just ignored you? Right. I was like, oh, you're crazy, Gary. (laughs) Were you not concerned that the cop was still calling you Gary? You supposedly still think you're in your Sam body. So you supposedly would have been able to take the cop out at any time if you wanted to. It's just very confused. I was very confused already. (laughs) So what's going on here? I don't understand. Then these two people come running out of the house and they're just like, Gary. Oh, Gary, where have you been? We were so worried about you. You know, you're in trouble, mister. And Sam is just like, who the fuck are you? Get off of me. I don't know you. And then he finally looks at the window to the cop car and sees in the reflection that he is not in his own body. He is in the body of a 17-year-old boy named Gary Frankel. We cut to Sam's body staring at himself in a mirror mm-hmm. in just a v-neck t-shirt. And like flexing. Yeah. It says here in the wiki notes, audibly admiring himself. <laughs>
1: hey. <laughs> me too.
0: Right? We were audibly admiring you as well. Always. Like, yeah, strike that pose, baby. Ooh, Make those veins pop. Get it. So it pulls away from the mirror. Sam's body in the mirror And we see that it's Gary in Sam's body and clothes. So Dean storms into the motel room and he is very annoyed. He's like, what the fuck? You haven't been answering your phone for hours. Where have you been? What's going on? And Gary immediately is just like, chill out, chill out, chill out here. How about how about a bacon cheeseburger and some cheese fries that I picked up from Patriot Burger it's just like, why didn't Dean pick up right away? Something's wrong.
1: I was thinking the same thing. Like, that should have been the first thing, mm-hmm. like, to, to know something was off.
0: The way Gary was talking, his mannerisms were not Sam. As they shouldn't have been. He doesn't fucking know Sam. So how is he going to act like Sam? So I get it. But I just don't understand why it took so long for Dean to pick up on it that something was off.
1: I did think it was cute that, like, he gave him the exact order that he had ordered when he saw him at the yes. restaurant, you know? And he seemed, like, real proud about it.
0: It was a nice touch. He's like, I memorized your order. Yeah. I'm seducing you.
1: <laughs> I got you.
0: Because I'm going to kill you later. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Last meal. Enjoy it. I'm
0: going to wait until just the right time. And here's the other thing, Gary. Uh, if you'd put some poison in the food, job done. Right? If that was your goal. Again, I have some issues with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's your efficiency coming in. Right? I thought you were smart, Gary. I thought you were going to MIT. I thought you were going to be an engineer. You Couldn't engineer a poisoned burger.
1: He was too distracted by himself.
0: He was. Like Sam. He wanted to drag this out and enjoy being Sam for a little while longer, maybe. So maybe it was intentional. Right after Dean is really, uh, you know, ready to chow down, Gary was like, but you need to eat that in the car. Like, no. we got We got to go. Dean says, why? It's the middle of the night. What the fuck? He's like, well, the maid came in and saw all that and pans over to the bed where all of Dean's guns are out for cleaning and stuff. (laughs) Gary is like, so she freaked out and ran away. So, yeah, we got to go. We got to hit it. He's just like, why would you let the maid come in? He's like, I don't know. It just kind of happened. Sorry. So they pack up, haul ass, get out in the Impala. And the first thing that happens once they're both in the car is Gary looks at Dean and goes, can I drive? And Dean lets him. Gary gets into the driver's seat gets ready to take off and dean's like reverse reverse and he punches the gas and backs up into the dumpster and then dean yells at him you're in reverse so they immediately switch and i liked this shot where they're walking past each other in front of the impala and gary's like sorry and dean's just fucking pissed oh yeah and he tells him like shut up now back at the frinkles Sam is still very confused. He's calling Dean, leaving a bunch of voicemails, being like, "Uh, I think I'm in the wrong body, man.
1: I like that on one of the voicemail messages, Dean's like, this is my other, other,
0: other mm-hmm. phone. Sam also says, and I think I have asthma. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going through Gary's room, trying to find clues for everything. And he ends up finding this box under the bed where there's this crazy knife like it was like a black blade i don't know maybe it was that, cool was it in a case it was a really cool yeah look it looked knife. like it had like a little sheath that like yeah that in. yeah i was like is that a sheath or is that the actual blade or whatever because it was like silver tipped. it was a really cool looking knife i wouldn't mind like swinging that around <laughs> and it's wrapped in this handkerchief and when sam unfolds the handkerchief it's got like a pentagram on it and all this other stuff and so sam's just like "Ooh,
1: gary what he called him a little sat- satanic bastard
0: yeah downstairs, Gary is being called to breakfast. And Sam at first is like, leave me alone. And then they keep yelling. And so he finally goes, all right, I'm coming. Which it was fun seeing Jared Padalecki dressed in like these clothing. (laughs) Clearly intended for a high schooler, a nerdy high schooler at that. He goes downstairs and he immediately starts interrogating the family, trying to figure out what's going on. Or wait, no, first, the dad tries to reprimand him. Like, how dare you go out and get drunk? Like, that's why you thought you were in the wrong body and didn't know who your parents were, because you were drunk. Sure. All right, dad. It's against the plan.
1: Yeah, the plan. The
0: plan. SATs, MIT, the plan. If you're going to be an engineer, or blah. And Sam says, could give a rat's ass about your plan. <laughs> the table is shocked. Yes. Everybody, the, the daughter is just like, oh, my God. So Sam switches up and just starts asking questions like, have I been like moody and kind of isolated lately? Have you seen me walking around with like a book? Do I speak Latin? I was like, oh, yes, you do. You have a gift for languages. And the daughter is opening her eyes really big and looking at him like, shut up. So later, Sam is in the bathroom because he ate a piece of toast. Turns out Gary's body has an allergy to wheat gluten, so he can't have wheat at all. But when he comes walking out, the sister or daughter, I can't remember her name, is like, what the fuck, Gary? You can't be bringing up the book. Mom and dad would ground you forever if they found out you had that old stupid thing. He's just like, where do I keep this book? Turns out Gary keeps this very important dark magic book in his locker at school. I mean, I guess pretty safe place. you <laughs> know. In the meantime, Dean and Gary are walking around discussing what they need to do for the case. And Dean is saying, you know, we still have no fucking idea where the body is for Maggie Briggs. So we don't know what we're going to do. But it turns out Gary already knows about the local legend. And I was just like, oh, yeah, Maggie Briggs, her body's in the basement. Duh. And Dean just kind of pauses and turns around. I was like, what? (laughs) Carrie says, yeah, you know, the local legend says that she was hung in the backyard. But that's actually not true. I've done a shitload of research on it, man. Isaiah Pickett didn't hang her back there for being a witch. He actually murdered her because she got pregnant with his illegitimate child. So he murdered her and buried her in the basement of the house. Lovely. Right? Which adds up to what was scratched in Katie's stomach. Murdered yeah.
1: child. I liked that child was spelled, what was it? C
0: H Y Y L D E. Murdered, I think, was spelled weird, too. Was it? If I remember correctly. Dean looks at Gary kind of confused. And Gary's like, yeah, all the extensive research that I Literally just did last night and (laughs) haven't had a chance to tell you about. My bad. So they're just like, all right, I guess we're going to their house and we're going to check out the basement. So they get in the car and Bob Seger's on the radio. Gary's like, oh, yeah, turn it up. And Dean's looking at him thinking it's Sam and is like, really? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Again, dude. Yeah. You know. Multiple signs. Yeah. Again, issues with this episode. (laughs) It was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. I just have some issues (laughs) with
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So back at the school, Sam is trying to leave another voicemail for Dean, just being like, "Dude, check your voicemails, man. Like, we have an issue here." And he is approached by two of Gary's friends named Trevor and Nora. They are asking him what the fuck is going on. Sam tries to just like, "Okay, yeah, it's me, Gary. Gary is fine." And they're like, "Oh, we're talking about each other in the third person <laughs> now." And he's just like, "You know, it's it's fine. Like, I, I got drunk, I acted like an idiot, whatever." Which locker is mine? Can can you guys remind me? So we see Sam, you know, putting his ear up to the lock and busting it open and finding the book. <laughs> like when he opened the book, he's like, Gary, this is a very bad book. <laughs> bad book. Damn you, Gary. <laughs> so Sam has what he needs and he tries to take off. I mean, I'm guessing he's probably going right back to the motel, try and find Dean or go to the Pickett's house to try and figure out. Or not the Pickett's house, Donna's house to try and figure out where's Dean. But he doesn't get there because Trevor and Nora follow him out of the school. You're like, hey, what are you doing? You're not skipping classes, are you? He's like, yeah, like I just I'm not feeling like myself. I need to get out of here. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And they're just like, no, like come with us. Come with us instead. And he's just like, no, le- like just y'all go to this class. Leave me alone. It's fine. And then all of a sudden. Sam gets shot in the neck with a tranquilizer dart again. <laughs> you're, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pull that fucking dart out of your neck, man. We're having too much fun with the old school stuff. <laughs> I
1: love it. <laughs> it's so perfect.
0: <laughs> Dean and Gary have arrived back at Donna's house and they've gone down to the basement to salt and burn Maggie Briggs' bones. They need to find the body. They walk in, and Gary automatically points out that there's this moss. What'd they call it? Do you remember? Uh, Yes. Witch's moss? I wrote it down. Hold on. Willow moss
1: grows on witches' graves.
0: Right. So he points that out, and Dean is just like, yeah, (gasps) good job, buddy. And Dean gets a shovel, immediately starts digging. And at this time, we didn't know that Gary's goal was to kill Dean. So we see Gary standing behind Dean with a shotgun raised, and he's just like, I'm really sorry, Dean. We (laughs) were like, what the fuck is happening? We were really confused. Sorry at first. about this man. Yeah, to shoot you real quick. <laughs> but then the witch comes to like protect her body, I guess, and she throws Gary up against a wall. Dean has already dug up the grave. These boys are they're pros. Yeah, they're pros at digging up graves. I'm get uh, or Maggie wasn't buried very deep for some it reason. It didn't look like
1: she was actually. It's it crazy. wasn't that deep, and like you were saying, why? Are, are why is basements? it just dirt yeah, yeah. But we
0: don't have basements in most houses in texas so i am curious is that what a basement is you go down the stairs and there's just dirt it's i know just that, the ground
1: like i've looked at houses in colorado and it's like they some of them come with like unfinished basements but never like a floor like that that i've seen right that's know? what i
0: was saying th- i was thinking i was like is that what it means when it's a finished basement like oh you have a floor down here <laughs> yeah. it was just dirt yeah it was is weird. that normal in massachusetts i'm curious let us know if you don't follow us on social media already, please do so. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. Come follow us and comment. Just pick a post. I don't care which one, and tell me: Does your basement have dirt? A dirt floor? Can you dig in your d- can your you basement? dig in your basement? No problem. You don't have to tear up anything. You just go dig. I mean, I guess it's convenient if you need to dig up some a body. stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, was it Gacy that mm-hmm. had all the bodies under his house? Mm-hmm. But that was like a crawl space, not a basement, right? Well,
1: wasn't it wasn't it was under his floorboards, I think, right?
0: What? That's what I said crawl space. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been in a crawl space? No. Well, I'm claustrophobic to begin with. I have a crawl space. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle has one and I got in there one time cuz oh. to get some stuff out for him. I was like real confident going in and I got in there, started th- passing stuff out and out to them and then all of a sudden I was like, nope. Not comfortable, and I a got penny. the fuck out of there, yeah, like I don't know what it was, but I was just like all of a sudden it was just like, I don't know if I just felt like something around me or i I just felt the clothes enclosed, but I was just like, nah, uh, uh,
0: if I can't out, if I can't hold my arms at a forty five degree angle and spin and not hit something, I'm uncomfortable. There was enough room for that, but it was it was super short like
1: i was i I, I could only sit in there' it was like <laughs> yeah. that. It was just enough for me to be sitting, and I had to, like, scoot myself out. But it, mm. And then it was, like, it's just almost like the size of this, really.
0: But, like, if Pennywise came out of the shadows to Fuck come at me, you, like, yeah. you would have been dead, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just what it was. Right. You, like, knew, like, if a predator comes, I'm, I'm fucked. It's like I, I felt something was coming for me in oh, that tiny space. That's scary. But I, that's just me and my crazies. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. So Dean gets up to go help Gary, who he thinks is his brother Sam. And then Dean gets attacked by the ghost witch. And so he's yelling like, we got to burn the bones still. And Gary gets up and goes and burns the bones and saves Dean. And it was really cool the way they did it where the witch, she had thrown Dean up against the wall. She had struggled with him for a little bit and then she disappeared. And then she was like charging at him and vanished into the fiery embers like right as she was kind of running through him.
1: I was real confused. I was like, oh. Oh. Dean's gonna be this. She she
0: just took over Dean's She's body. Gonna get possessed. Yeah. I kind of thought that at first too, because she did kind of go through him as yeah. she burned. Yeah. But it was cool visually. I right. liked
1: it. And then, well, and, and my confusion. But then it turned to Gary and had the gas can, and he was like, you could see really the proud of himself. I was like, oh, okay,
0: okay, I I see what just happened now. Gary was real proud of himself. What? Like real proud of himself. So Gary and Dean go out to celebrate at a bar, and Dean orders his usual bacon cheeseburger. And then Gary's like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. Ditto. Make that too. I mean, if that poor boy can't eat gluten and has right. all these, I, I get it. I don't blame Gary at all. Mm-mm. But I'm still like, Dean, what the hell, yeah, man? Yeah.
1: And then they're taking shots, which I guess Sam doesn't normally do. Yeah. He's like, it's like, we're actually drinking together. It's like,
0: yes, Dean finally, that's odd. Yeah, Dean finally starts saying things like, yeah, no, this isn't really you. This isn't something you would do. And it's like. I was sitting here being like, is he really just now figuring this out? I was convinced that he knew what was going on the whole time. I was just keeping Gary around until he could figure out exactly what was happening rather than being like, you're not Sam and scaring the guy off, running off in his brother's body. Like, I totally thought he knows. He knows. But then it was definitely during this scene that I was like, oh, fuck, he doesn't know. What the hell? Yeah. Weird.
1: I almost in this scene was like, maybe he does know, but he's mm-hmm. like. He's like, all right, I got my brother eating with me the same, drinking with me, and maybe just like enjoying it a little. Yeah. Even though in the back of his mind, maybe he knew. And maybe
0: that's what it was. Maybe it was these things were happening that he was enjoying. And so he was unconsciously choosing to ignore the fact that something wasn't right. right. Like letting it happen. Yeah. Because he was having fun with it. Maybe. Either or. I don't know. I don't know. Dean, I was very disappointed in you in this episode. (laughs) Just saying that it took you this long. So this is the bar where Sam, actually Gary, gets up and goes to the bar. meets Crystal, and Crystal decides, "Hey, you're d- you're dumb, but you're hot. So I'm gonna take <laughs> you home with me." We find out Crystal is a bit of a dominatrix. She uh, comes out. She looked fabulous. I was about to say, yeah, she's like damn. Fabulous. And she had what's a little whip thing that she had?
1: Oh, uh, it's a it's what Not they, they use on names. horses. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What's
0: it called? Like a spatula, but the whip.
1: Uh, is it a rider's
0: crop? something like that. yes yeah. yes okay. yes 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 she has that she like slaps that in her thigh looks fucking amazing okay like i'm strictly dickly but damn
1: right same i was like, like yeah. I said, when she came i was like damn <laughs> damn.
0: good for you i would maybe let you slap me a little bit with that crop <laughs> yeah she looked good and gary's like i am in way over my head and while gary is in this situation by the way we're really focused on Crystal. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry. That
0: was not Hey, if you
1: uh, if you watch the episode, you can get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that was not the important part that happens in this scene, though. What's happening here is that Trevor has called Gary and Gary answered the phone, and he's straight up asking Gary, where's Dean? And so we find out through the conversation that the whole reason this happened was that Trevor, Nora, and Gary we fucking around with the very, very bad book. And Gary went into a trance and drew a perfect sketch of Dean and found out somehow through the voices in his head that the devil had essentially put a hit out on Dean Winchester, that anybody who could kill Dean or get him Dean would get a reward. So these three kids had decided they wanted to try and find Dean Winchester. And then Dean and Sam just happened to stroll right into their town. And that's why Gary was staring at them at the restaurant and had decided to use a spell from the book to Trojan Horse murder Dean using Sam's body. So that's been the plan all along. So we were just like, oh, okay, And then it made sense as to why... Gary tried to kill Dean in the basement, number one. And also why Gary seemed so sad when they were having drinks and dinner. And he just kept being like, you're really a good guy. Yeah. Like, you're a good guy, Dean. It was really sweet. Because I think Dean, maybe, maybe Dean needed to hear that a little bit. From Sammy. Yeah. 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 Like, he just kept telling him, like, you're, you're good. Like, you're a good guy. Mm. This sucks. Like, my life's planned out for me and it fucking sucks. And yeah, all of that you so, guys, like,
1: own your lives, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. help people. Yeah.
0: It was cute. It was cute. But now we know the plan. So Gary is just like, well, the plan's going to have to fucking wait because Crystal's here.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pause, guys. I
0: need to I, got, I need to take I a got, beat.
1: Hold I on. got some stuff going on
0: here. <laughs> Sam is tied up to a pole and has overheard this whole conversation between Trevor and Gary. And it's just like, what are you doing fucking around? With dark magic. Like, this is dangerous shit. This is stupid. Trevor and Nora kind of get divided here. Because Mm -hmm. Nora is listening to Sam and is kind of like, I think he he might have a point. Yeah, yeah. This might be a bad idea. And Trevor is just like, no, this is a great idea. He's all in. We got to just keep pushing forward. You know what? In fact, I'm going to summon a demon right now using this spell right here in the very, very bad book so that we can get some more help. To get this shit taken care of. Like let's let's go get a demon. Because Gary is He's into, on his joyride. He's <laughs> on his joyride with Crystal. He's not doing the job. He's not getting the fucking job done. So let's let's get some help because I want that reward, man.
1: What reward did
0: they think it was gonna be? I don't know. You know, I'm just
1: really guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> be a little smarter.
0: <laughs> so so Trevor summons a demon who possesses poor Nora's body plus her heart. She was good, though. But she... I was about to say. Now the... I can't... I don't know the actress's name. I've seen her in something
1: else. She looked really She's familiar. She's April
0: Kepner from Grey's Anatomy. That's what... Uh, oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. She played evil really well. She did.
1: I love it. I love it when we've they, talked about it so much when the characters so many, just switch yeah. it's so good they've
0: had so many guest stars who have essentially played two or three different characters all within an episode and nailed it every time like whoever did casting for Supernatural kudos mm-hmm. she nailed the innocent little high school girl and she nailed the I'm a demon
1: I have to say that girl's barely aged mm-hmm. from this episode to Grey's Anatomy she looks freaking same she
0: didn't really look like a 17 year old to me well true, <laughs> true they never are on these things but she but... still played it well she still played it well yeah. This demon is very happy to be told that not only do we know exactly where Dean Winchester is, he's at this hotel in this room, by the way, and a hit's been put out on Dean Winchester for these demons to go get a reward. And they're telling this demon where it is. I'm like, Trevor, that's not how you get a reward. You don't call somebody. You don't hand somebody the winning lottery ticket and be like, here you go. Mm -hmm. And then expect them to go cash it in and give you the money. Like, that's not how it fucking works, bro. But anyway, Trevor's an idiot, as Sam has already let him know. So the demon's just like, oh, yay, okay, cool. And then Sam in Gary's body starts talking. And the demon spins around and looks at him and goes, Sam? Like realizes right away it's not Gary. It's not this stranger just tied up to the pole in a room. And they're like, okay, so not only have you told me exactly where Dean Winchester is, but the the, Sam's vessel without sam in it and has some gullible naive 17 year old in it right now instead perfect is there two? like you're handing me up the devil's vessel on a platter i just have to manipulate a 17 year old into saying yes this demon got real excited well yeah yeah they were real happy rightfully
1: so in their case yeah oh
0: hell yeah and sam is just going like oh my god like trevor shut the fuck up what's wrong with you you don't even understand what's going on here and Trevor's just like I want my reward demon and so the demon's just like oh yeah what do you want tell me He's like I want a million dollars and the demon's like oh that doesn't buy much these days make it 10 what else do you want and it's just like you know like how are you not picking up the sarcasm Mm -hmm. that this demon is delivering to you but he's not he's like oh yeah I want you to force this chick to fall in love with me also demon's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then the demon reaches, I'm guessing, rips their heart out. We don't see the heart, but we see them, like, forcefully do something to Trevor. Trevor is like, oh, 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 And then they pull their hand up, and it's covered in blood. And they lick, lick the hand. So Trevor's gonzo. And demon Nora disappears to go back to the hotel room. But before they get to the hotel room, Gary has gotten back from his adventure with Crystal and sees Dean's bed. And there is a mass in Dean's bed, assumes that it's Dean, goes and gets Dean. I think it was Dean's gun because it had the ivory handle, Mm -hmm. which rude, right? That's a little fucked up. Yeah. And is pointing it at the mass in Dean's bed. And it's like, sorry, Dean. like Sorry, I got to do it. But I guess it was the whole leaning out of the door and being like, we're going to go have sex. That finally (laughs) sealed the deal for Dean that that wasn't Sam.
1: (laughs) That is what it
0: was. (laughs) I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know. It like pans around. This was a cool shot. It pans around and shows Gary's profile. And then you see Dean standing in the shadows past him. And Dean is like, you're not Sam. So who the fuck are you? Has completely caught Gary off guard. Dean ties Gary up to a chair. And for some reason, why was he checking his voicemail on the hotel phone? Yeah, you mentioned that. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, did we have to do that? I know you could do that. I know you could do it. But but like where his was his phone charging? His phone was. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's finally hearing all these voicemail messages left by Sam. It was Jared Padalecki's voice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Again, I have issues with this episode. I have issues with this episode. I'll get to, I'll get to it when we get to the adore. Even though it was not something I adored, I'm saving it for that segment. So Dean tells Gary, "All right, like you start talking talk here. We're gonna do some waterboarding." Yeah. So Gary finally starts like apologizing and begging Dean, like "Please don't kill me" and all this other stuff. And Dean gets him to call down, calm down. And so Gary finally starts telling him, like, "Sam is in my friend's basement. His parents are out of town." <laughs> Dean is just like, what? And so it's revealed like this is a 17-year-old kid in Sam's body. And then Dean is suddenly flung across the room for the second time in this episode and knocked out. And then Gary sees that Nora is in the room, but her eyes are black. So it's demon Nora. The demon unties Gary and tells him, like, he can have whatever he wants. And Gary says that he wants to be a powerful witch. He wants to be in charge of his own life. You know, he doesn't want to have to do this plan and all this other bullshit. And the demon's just like, oh yeah. Great. We just need you to come and meet the devil and he's gonna ask you just a little question and you just need to say yes. So if you do that, you can have whatever you want. And Gary's just like the devil? Which Gary, what did you fucking think you've been doing? Yeah. I mean, kids. Come, come on. on. Use your brains. <laughs> he's like the devil. Like it's one thing for me to deal with you demon, but the devil? I don't know. Like, you were worried that Crystal was out of his league, but Gary's like, no, like, the devil's definitely above my, like, it's out of my league, man. I don't know about that. So he starts backpedaling, being like, oh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to bother him. Like, it's, it's fine. And the devil's just like, no, like, it's fine. He's going to be pleased to meet you. Trust me, it'll be good. Well, then Dean comes to and takes a swipe at the demon with the demon blade knife thing, but he misses. So Gary watches the demon. Start kicking Dean's ass. And then I guess he finally like comes to his senses and realizes, I don't want to do this. And over your head. Kid. Mm-hmm. And so Gary starts reciting the exorcism thing, which was a very Sam thing to do, by the way. Right. Well, then the demon hears him and it spins around. It's like, what did you just say? And Gary's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. We're good. And the demon kind of starts stalking toward him and Dean picks up right where he left off. So I guess Dean has an exorcism me- memorized now because there was a time he tried to do that. What was the one with the succubus? Sin City or something, maybe? Yeah. And he, he didn't have it memorized. Like, he was, he was struggling. Not struggling anymore. De- Dean Winchester has exorcism stuff memorized now, too. So Dean is trying to... Picks up where Gary left off. And then the demon starts attacking Dean. And so then Gary picks it up. And so they're going back and forth, back and forth. They finally exorcise the demon. And I can't remember what the last line of the exorcism is, but Dean says, adios, bitch, instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gary's like, mm, it's actually this. And then the demon gets expelled. It was really cute. So then later on, we see Sam in Gary's body and Gary in Sam's body. And they're sitting across from each other. And Gary is doing the spell to reverse the whole thing. And Dean and Nora are just kind of looking on. So then Gary finishes it. So now he's back in his body. Sam's back in his body. And Sam is thrilled. Gary, not so much. And Dean is just kind of like, sorry, bro, my bad. Sorry, I didn't realize. Took me 36 hours to figure out what was going on. Oopsie. (laughs) Dean also threatens Gary again one more time for good measure and lets him know that if he was of voting age, they would have murdered him. And Gary's just like, oh, okay. All right. My bad. Sam and Dean take Nora and Gary back to Gary's house. And Sam lets Gary know that, you know, Nora's not into witchcraft. She's into you. She's trying to do something that shares your interest. She likes you. Like, trust me. She likes you. And Sam also tells him, your life is not that bad. Like, I wish I had your life. Gary's just like, really? Thanks. So he walks off. And Dean says, Sam, that was a really nice thing to say. And Sam's like, I was totally lying. (laughs) The kid's life sucks. Sam says his taste of the apple pie family crap convinced him that he and Dean hadn't missed out on anything. Oh, which reminds me, Dean did ask Sam earlier in the episode when they were having lunch before Sam got the body switch thing and everything. If Sam ever thinks about like settling down. Oh, yeah. Having kids or whatnot. We haven't heard something like that brought up since like Lisa back in season three. Mm hmm. If if it doesn't lead into something that was completely fucking random for Dean to suddenly be like, what do you think about being a dad and have a kid? <laughs> like what what is that about? Again, like it, it hasn't been brought up even hinted toward. I feel like since season three, unless I'm forgetting something. No, I think you're right. Well, Sam and Dean get in the car to take off, and whenever Dean turns on the engine, Bob Seeger comes on the radio full volume. Sam's like, oh, turn it down. So Dean is all disappointed. Which, you know, Dean, that says something about you, that you had more fun hanging out with a 17-year-old boy. But anyway. (laughs) Dean goes, welcome back, Cotter. Which is, of course, a reference to the TV show. And then they leave. And that was the end of the episode. It was written by Julie Siege, Rebecca Desertine, and Harvey Fedor. And it was directed by Mr. Robert Singer. Uh, Reportedly, at one of the supernatural conventions of the past, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki said that the body swap was originally supposed to be between Sam and Dean. Hmm. I think this is funnier. This was. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I wouldn't mind seeing a body swap between Sam and Dean. Yeah. But I think this was funnier. Uh, So gore, really, the only gore to happen was when Trevor died. I can't think of any other gore. Yeah. And even that was just a bloody hand. Right. I do wonder what that was because she licked it. Yeah. She said it tastes like moron. (laughs) <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> All right. Adore.
1: I liked the fr- like the beginning scene with Sam. Well, mm-hmm. who was Gary and just like the how how happy and eager he was and excited.
0: Which brings me into my issues for these episodes, right? Why was it not like that the whole time? Right. Why was it not Jerry padded Lucky? Jerry. <laughs> Who's that? Who's Jerry? <laughs> Why was it not Jared Padalecki pretending to be Gary and Gary pretending to be Sam Yeah, the whole time? I wish they had done that for the whole episode because it was really confusing. Them being in the different clothing, you know, the fact that they're supposed to be in each other's bodies. And yet Dean is looking down to talk to Sam's body, Gary and Sam's. He'd be looking up. right? You know, just and at the end, whenever it's Sam's body and that little 17 year old girl shows up to beat them up. She grabbed Gary in Sam's body by the neck and lifted him off the ground. He was like a foot taller than her technically if he's in Sam's body. And then the voice thing, that should have been Gary's voice. Just, I wish they had reversed it where in the mirror you saw who they actually were rather than what the people were seeing. I would have liked to have seen Jared Padalecki being Gary more. Yeah. It was fun seeing Jared Padalecki in those clothes. Yeah, yeah. But I would have rather them done it that way where it was Jared pretending to be Gary like the bodies stayed and the actors just portrayed the characters differently than the other way around yeah I had a real big problem with that and I feel like a lot of the story continuity issues like the demon lifting them those wouldn't have happened if they had done it that way right uh and I think it would have been funnier yeah so yeah I agree I had a big issue with this episode I don't I don't know why why did they just choose to do it that way? I don't know. Now, I will say, I liked the whole mirror thing, using the reflections to remind us who's who. Yeah, that was good. But they could have done that with the actors reversed, too. It was cute. It was entertaining, you know, but just, I, I don't understand why they chose to do it that way. Yeah. All
1: right,
0: right. We'll take us into the lore.
1: All right. Well, it's not necessarily lore, but it's similar to the meat swap from a BBC article called... I swapped bodies with someone. Mm. It says, "What if you could experience life in another person's body?" A few have done so, Ooh. and this BBC correspondent, Rose Eveleth, I'm probably going to murder some names in here just so, <laughs> just for a warning. Uh, and they report uh, profound emotional changes during this process. Uh, If you could be anybody in the world, who would it be? This is usually just a theoretical question. Theoretical question. Uh, The idea of suddenly taking the form of your neighbor, a celebrity, or even your dog is fun to think about, but seemingly impossible to execute. Yet, a few people have experienced what it might be like to step into the skin of another person, thanks to an unusual virtual reality device. The first seconds are just overwhelming, says... Ricky Francis Wall, a woman who temporarily became a man. Uh, She said, it feels weird. You start to feel more and more comfortable in it, and you start to really get the fantasy of how it would be if it were your body. Wall is an actress, model, and artist, and was one of the participants in a body-swapping experiment at the Be Another Lab, a project developed by a group of artists based in Barcelona. She acquired her new body using a machine called the Machine to Be Another The setup is relatively simple. Both users don an Oculus Rift virtual reality headset with a camera rig to the top of it. The video from each camera is piped into the other person, so what you see is the exact view of your partner. If she moves her arm, you see it. If you move your arm, she sees it. When Wall swapped with her partner, I don't know if it's Philip or Felipe Bertrand, an artist who works at Be Another Lab. They wound up stripping down to just their underwear. Woo! <laughs> this is the scene that Waller remembers when she thinks back on the experience. I, I bet. bet yeah. Right? I <laughs> bet. Uh, she said, we were standing there just in our underwear. I looked down and I saw my whole body as a man dressed in underpants. And that's the picture I remember best.
0: I <laughs> bet.
1: Intriguingly, using such, such technology promises to alter people's behavior afterwards. This was interesting. This was interesting but sad.
0: Oh no, at the same
1: time. So it says it alters people's behavior afterwards, potentially for the better. Studies have shown that virtual reality can be effective in fighting implicit racism, the inherent bias that humans have against those who don't look or sound like them. Mm. Researchers at the University of Barcelona gave people a questionnaire called Implicit Association Test, which measures the strength of people's associations between, for instance, black people and adjectives such as good, bad, athletic, or clumsy. Then they asked them to control the body of a dark-skinned digital avatar using virtual reality goggles before taking the test again. And then this time, the participants' implicit bias scores were lower. Oh, wow. So, I'm like, that's what it has to take for you to
0: not be racist? Right? Come
1: on. Uh, Another study showed that using the so-called rubber hand illusion, where a subject watches researchers manipulate a rubber hand placed such that it seems like their own, can have the same impact. When that rubber hand is a color unlike their skin, participants scored lower on tests for implicit racism than when they watched a hand of the same skin color.
0: Um, so I do have a question. Are you able to strip down to just like nothing? Are you, or is the, the most you can strip down to your underwear? I don't know. I would think
1: you could probably do it nude if you wanted to. Right? I would want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like... Well, okay, no. i be like, I could go way I'd be into like, that, but I'd be like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> I'd be doing I'd be doing Dean's Dean's little dance from last from last episode. This pudding dance. This pudding. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Well, it's, it's the idea that once you've put yourself in another another's shoes, you're less likely to think ill of them because your brain has internalized the feeling of being that person. The creators of the machine to be another hope to achieve a similar result. At the end of body swapping, people feel like hugging each other, Oh, says Arthur Pointeau, a programmer with the project. Uh, he said, it's a really nice way to have this kind of experience and to force empathy onto a person's brain. Aside from empathy, the Be other Lab used the technology in other situations in which swapping places might have a positive effect. They allowed therapists to switch with their patients to better understand being physically disabled, And had a wheelchair user swap with a dancer. And they would like to offer the machine to doctors to help treat those with eating disorders who might have distorted ideas of their own body. Wall says that she'd jump at the chance to swap bodies with someone again. She said, I would really, really recommend it to everyone. Everyone should try this thing. We all have different feelings and points of views about things. And it's really strongly related to our bodily experience. With this kind of experience, we can promote empathy, but also maybe help people better understand themselves too
0: nice well cloak to close it out Mm -hmm. it's when sam has first discovered he's not in his own body and he is in gary's bedroom he's digging around trying to figure out what could have caused this first he's looking through gary's school books and he says smart kid then he goes to the closet and he finds a bunch of star wars shit he goes virgin then he digs under the bed and finds a busty beauty Asians magazine and goes, frustrated virgin. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening
1: to Denim Wrapped Nightmares. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Leave a review and let us know how we can get involved in the fandom. This was fun. Jerk. It always is, bitch.